0: I was reading a great article that Danny flipped to me over the weekend in the Globe and Mail. And it's about the tunies, the counterfeit tunies out there. They are called, I believe, camel toed tunies because the polar bear has a kind of a clef, kind of like a hoof, like a camel on, uh, on one of its feet. And that's how you know it's counterfeit. These things are out there, they've been circulating why would you counterfeit a toonie? Do you stand to make a lot of money doing that? We've got Brent Mackey. He's a treasurer treasurer of the Waterloo Coin Society on the line. Brent, why is it that anyone would decide to counterfeit something as lowly as the toonie? Where's the um, incentive?
1: Well, good morning and thank you. Yes, uh, the incentive for counterfeiting a toonie or counterfeiting anything really is all about money it's all about uh, trying to make a quick buck or at least in this case two bucks um so it uh, it comes down to how can you create a passable counterfeit coin at a cheap price and sell it for something higher and these guys have managed to figure that out
0: and these are coming from china
1: That's what it's believed. Yes. I don't think that the RCMP or anybody else has actually confirmed that yet, but uh, the strong belief is that they are from China.
0: Okay. So counterfeiters have become more sophisticated. And then this happens with counterfeiting anything more sophisticated as time goes on. you know, they've got, they realize what was wrong with the first one. There was another, uh, years ago that was counterfeited, but the inside would dump out, like the, uh, the bronzy part would fall out. This one, they've done a really good job. Apparently it's got a similar weight. How many of these counterfeit tunies do we believe are floating out around there? In, out these, just out in in the in the Canadian uh, landscape.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So these counterfeit Camel Toe Toonies as they're being called, uh, we're estimating that there's at least 5 million of them if not much more, up to 20 million in circulation across the country. And those estimates are coming from taking a look at how many genuine Toonies have been produced and are and are thus in circulation since 1996 as well as taking a look at how many counterfeits we're seeing in circulation from local sampling. Um, And that we're just taking those percentages and extrapolating them over the the entire circulation. So if we're seeing one to 2% uh, of counterfeits here in local sampling, we're extending that out over the total number of coins in circulation and coming up with a conservative estimate of about 5 million or more And it's a really scary number when you think about that.
0: So what happens when you have a camel toe toonie? Like if I try and pass one off, do they say this money's no good here? I mean, how problematic are these? Or people just turn in a blind eye because it's just a toonie?
1: There's a lot of blind eye stuff going on here. Because as you're saying, it is just a toonie. Who's going to counterfeit a toonie, right? Um, But... A lot of the a lot of the problem will be with banks or, or other people who know what to look for, and they say this is counterfeit. You know, we're, your money's not good here. Um, what's the what's really going to hurt people is the small business owners. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's say your mom and pop shop. They take in I don't know how many thousands of dollars in a day, or maybe even just a couple thousand, and a lot of that's coin. Okay, so they make their deposit to their bank. Their bank comes back to them the next day and says, yeah, you know all that money that you brought in yesterday in your deposit? Yeah, there's like a pile of that that's counterfeit. And they don't get any of that back. Right. Okay, okay, but wait. So, w- w-
0: weren't you saying, I was reading in this article, because you're quoted in this article, that you've actually gone to banks and, and bought rolls of toonies and found the counterfeit in there.
1: Absolutely. In those
0: rolls that the bank gave you. So... Yeah. They're not even catching it. So how can no. they say to the local business, well, we're not taking your money if they're actually passing it off?
1: Well, they're a big bank. They can do what they want. <laughs> There's no accountability there.
0: Wow. What is the Mint saying?
1: Hardly anything. They, they've basically said that finding a counterfeit is a very rare occurrence. And uh, you know they're not taking into account that you can go to any bank, get a couple of rolls of tunies and probably find one in there.
0: So what, uh, what's your best course of action? Is it to open the roll of tunies in front of the bank teller and go, oh, this is fake. This is fake. This is fake. Can you replace these for me, please? Uh,
1: you can certainly do that. It's going to take a while. In fact, I did that uh, just the other day at a bank. Um, I was getting one roll of tunies and I they gave it to me loose because I'd actually only wanted 24 coins for other reasons. Uh, but I sorted through them all found four counterfeits in those 24 coins. So I said, well, these are all fake. Can I get four different ones, please? And luckily, the four replacements were all genuine. So that's something you can were do. Were they
0: shocked, the teller, when you said <laughs> these are fake? Or were they like, oh, okay.
1: They were like blase about it, yeah, because huh. those particular tellers at that branch they already knew about counterfeits. Um, I've been talking to them and working with them for a while, right? Uh, about counterfeit coins, so there that was no surprise to them. So, but you s- they saw you coming, yeah, absolutely, but they're yeah. not doing anything about it. Uh, anytime that I happen to, to bring in some counterfeit tunies that I found that in roles that I've obtained from them, they just set them aside and, and they deal with them through whatever their internal process is, but they're not, uh, they're not looking through any of their coin uh, before they give it out.
0: We're talking with Brent Mackey, who is the treasurer of the Waterloo coin society. Brent, how um, are these counterfeit tunis made? Can you walk us through the, the process? Cause I understand that there are basically these plates called die that uh, basically, uh, make it economical to create something like a toonie. And this is why people are uh, going for a lower denomination when they, when they decide to counterfeit money.
1: So these counterfeit coins are produced very, very similarly to how any genuine coin is produced. Uh, first, you obtain the metal and uh, strike out a small blank is what it's called, which is basically the same size and shape as the coin, but with no design on it. Um, then they feed those blanks into a coin press uh, at usually a pretty high speed, uh, and then they in, each blank goes in between two dies, which are two big hunks of metal with the design of the coin on, e- on each one. So you've got the front design on one die, you've got the back design on the other die, or the reverse design on the other die, and then they're struck together with a blank in the middle at very high pressure impressing a design on the coin and out it pops and it's ready to go it's a little bit more complicated with the bimetallic coins that we have for the toonies. Uh you have to create those two pieces those two blanks separately the core and the ring they get combined together first and then they go into the press as a combined piece and then they produce the coin that way was
0: that um done purposely by the mint to stop counterfeiters or is it just uh for flourish
1: uh, absolutely, it's a security feature. Uh, creating a bimetallic counterfeit coin is a lot harder than it is to create a uh, a, a one-metal coin um, because you've got to figure out how to get those two dies or those two um, uh, those two separate blanks produced. It's a whole lot harder than just producing a single round blank. Uh, you've got to make sure they fit together properly with no gaps in between. Um, and wow. uh, you got to have the right kind of metals too.
0: And that sounds expensive, but at the end of the day, because they can use these dyes so many times, these coin presses, they can pump out a lot. And it's so it might cost 50 cents to make a coin exactly. that's worth $2 exactly. in the counterfeit uh, market.
1: Exactly. So if you were to think about creating a single counterfeit coin, the yeah. cost for that would be astronomical. But if you're starting, if you've got the the dyes, presses, that sort of thing, and you can pump these things out at, you know, I don't know, a dozen every couple of seconds or something, you're making money hand over fist in both senses of the word. So
0: this is a bigger problem than um authorities or the mint want to let on to, in your opinion, the fact that we've got all these counterfeit tunies floating around. What are people looking for if they, you know, might have some change in their pocket? I know it's a rare occurrence that you'd have change anywhere these days, but if you do and you pull out a toonie, what are you looking for?
1: so the major identifying factor on any of these counterfeit coins is that camel toe or the front paw on the polar bear Uh, so the polar bears front right paw if you see that it's split apart rather than a normal looking uh, polar bears paw then it is guaranteed counterfeit that is the best way to, to check for these things. Is that just bunch- an
0: oversight on the, in the case of someone that just, uh, it's, you know, it's artistic? Hard to say.
1: It's hard to say. It could very well be a signature. Huh. Uh, f- so these people who are producing these coins, they may have done that intentionally as a way for them to figure out whether or not this coin is counterfeit. Um, it could also just be laziness when creating the die or mm-hmm. a mistake. Um, it's hard to say. You'd have to get into the heads or, or talk to the, the counterfeiters and see what... You're the closest thing I have yeah. right now. <laughs> You're right. So I, I would say it's probably probably a signature, okay. but it could just be laziness.
0: Yeah, it looks like artistic flourish to me. I know I'm not that word a lot be. today, but it does yep. look like uh, artistic license. I wanted to do something special. It's like your signature. It's like your tag on something, because sure. there is a lot of work that goes into that. Look, I'm not saying crime pays. And I'm not trying to push anybody towards a life of, of crime, but at the end of the day, there, the, you had to employ some sort of artist to help you out with this. Um, so if there, if, uh, the government, the mint's not taking this as seriously as, uh, as you think it, it is, uh, that there's as many uh, tunies floating around out there, what do people do with their tunies? If you find a tuny that, that's counterfeit, is there any recourse? <sighs>
1: Well, what you can do is, if assuming that you got it from the bank, you can certainly go back to the bank and uh, let them know that you found the toonie and something that you got from them. Uh, and they they may decide to take it back and give you another toonie for it. Uh, they may not. Um, at the end of the day, if you've only got one or two, it's only one or two tunies. It's only $2, $4, $6, whatever. It's not going to, quote, break the bank. Um, But uh, definitely try going back to the bank and say, hey, I've got some counterfeits here. Um, You know, what do I do with them? And they'll Mm -hmm. they'll probably give you a refund, but there's certainly no guarantee for that. And uh, you may well be out of luck.
0: Brent, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. You're a font of information about this, and I'll keep your number on hand in case we have another story like this.
1: Absolutely. Thank you very much for your time today.
0: Thanks for joining us. Brent Mackey is a treasurer at the Waterloo Coin Society. Fascinating.